Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. You're listening to the One Ministry Question Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Atkins, and today I'm here with Dan Eiden. Hey, hey. And we are going to talk about something that, man, I get a text or email at least twice a week, um, and some some weeks even more, um, on, uh, hey, I'm trying to hire a... XP or children's pastor or, you know, discipleship guy or groups guy, Todd, who do you have? Or do you, you know, do you know anybody or how should I hire? Like, what should I look? Can I call you? Can I, I'm, I think I know what I want, but I'm not totally sure. And I'm always like, yes, of course. But I mean, you know, the, the problem is um, you quickly run out of guys who, you can refer. And most of the time I'm like, no, I don't have anybody because anybody I would highly recommend is already happy where they are <laughs> um, or they moved, you know, not too long ago. So it's kind of crazy, but um, I think it's high time. Uh, the great resignation is, is a real thing in the church as well as in the business place. So it's high time that we uh, have a, a podcast about hiring or um, really ministry interview questions. So, how do you think we should phrase that in the form of a question? Yeah, I think I think the question is, what are some good interview questions for a candidate coming to my church? Okay, I, the way I will phrase this is, um, actually, an article several years ago on like the top ministry interview questions and how to answer them, which made me feel a little creepy because, um, as a former executive pastor, I would not want somebody who to have read such an article. Um, but it really wasn't like, Hey, here's how to answer them, you know, in a sneaky way. It's like, no, this is what they really mean when they're answering the question. This is the question behind the question. Um, but oftentimes, you know, we, we kind of think through some of the questions we know they're going to ask and we're tempted to have, you know, pat answers for them. So, yeah. So, you know, like what's what's a standard interview question that um, you have received in the past? Dan? Well, I mean, I think uh, there's obviously the uh, what are your strengths and weaknesses question. I feel like no matter what interview I've had, I've had some level of of trying to talk about what your strengths and weaknesses are. Um, so I feel like that's a big one. Uh, would you recommend doing that, Todd, on an interview? I think it's great to ask. I think you better be um, prepared to, if you're on the answering end, the receiving end of that question, then you need to be prepared to be really honest um, uh, and not just give them a paper tiger kind of answer where it's like, oh, I work too much. My, my biggest weakness is I work. My strengths are my weaknesses. I work. I care too much, Dan. Yep. Um, and I take it all home with me. Uh, you know, I work too long. Um, because you know, that's, I'm not going to say that those aren't real issues. Um, but those are paper tiger type of answers. And by that, I mean, well, you know what a paper tiger is. So, so the, the big thing I think that you can do here is to come in with some real strengths. I mean, you know, um, you might be tempted to say, uh, people skills, but instead you need to say, you know, something about relationships. There's a qualitative difference between saying I have great people skills and I'm great at building 
uh, lasting relationships or development, you know, v- developmental relationships, and then having a story to back that up. Never underestimate the power of story, meaning like, I, because the follow-up question I, I'm going to ask you is tell me what that looks like. If I ask you, how do you handle conflict, which is, I think a question you should definitely ask a person. Um, I'm expecting you then to, if you don't tell me about a recent conflict, I'm going to ask you about it. Um, you know, what, what happens when you run into a major kerfuffle with the keepers of the status quo? That's what I want to know. And if you're not, uh, if you haven't had any significant conflict, then you're probably not leading, uh, and you're probably not very aggressive in your leadership. And I, I may not want you around anyway. Yeah. So as, as a pastor at a church, as I'm thinking about interview questions for somebody as they're coming in, is there a better way to start off that, that kind of sit that you've sat down with somebody across the couch and launch into thing? What, what do you think is the best, you know, opening question or, or you know, statement to get out with somebody? Well, I mean, um, one of the things I would say is really important is that before you get to that stage, you want to be sure that this is somebody that um, you want to spend your time with, uh, that it's your time is valuable as a leader. And so I would say you don't want to go through this process, um, uh, uh, make it to this stage unless things are looking pretty good. Um, and, and so by the time you get down to the sit, uh, sit down interview, I would even say you may have wanted to ask some of your typical questions in advance, mm. look through those responses, um, and then have your follow-up questions kind of ready because, you know, I'm going to like the conflict question. You, you may have told me about a significant conflict and, um, how you brought it to a resolution, but I want to dig into there a little bit more to see, um, if you, you know, how you brought that to a healthy compromise or, you know, what, whatever it may be. I may ask you about, you know, well, um, another example, um, if it's something that I'm, I'm kind of concerned about, I think if you can get them to answer some of these questions in advance, uh, it's not that they're not going to be truthful, but they're going to put their best foot forward, certainly, especially because it's it's written down. Um, but I would say really value their your time. And then secondly, valuing their time means I'm not going to ask just everybody to write this this stuff down. Only people that have kind of made it to that second stage of the interview process. And finally, the third stage of the interview process is where I'm bringing people in. I'm not going to bring very many people in, maybe three. Mm. Um, and when I do that, uh, I'm, I'm going to have gone through it thoroughly. In fact, um, I have friends that I've interviewed and not hired. They became friends through the interview process. Um, and I don't, yeah, yeah. uh, it, it, it sounds really weird, but, um, you know, we became friends even though I didn't hire them. Just because you like somebody doesn't mean they're the right fit for the job. That's so good, Dan. Talk about that a little bit more. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, I think, I think as a church, we really want to 
I, I feel like we, we have these engaging characters that we get to know pretty well. And I feel like there's been time and time again, what probably more for a volunteer role at Restoration City, where I'm um, coming out of as the executive pastor, there was people that were just really charismatic people that I liked a lot. But I would sometimes put them in a leadership position that wasn't the best fit for them. Uh, so just because they interviewed well or we had chemistry didn't necessarily mean they had the right fit for that specific role. So it's, it's hard to f- kind of find that balance of, of just because I like this person. It, again, it doesn't mean they're the right fit for what I have open right now. Yeah. I mean, um, and you know, guys, I know that this is, you're well aware because uh, every time somebody's asked a question about hiring, um, they breathe real deeply and act like they invented the four C's. Uh, <laughs> We're, we're all aware of the chemistry, competency, character, yada, yada. Um, this is about digging down underneath to ferret out as much of the reality as possible. So what I'm looking to do is ask a couple of follow-up questions uh, to kind of see if, you know, your Sunday school answer was, was legit or not. Um, <laughs> as well as just to see how you might fit with the team. You know, um, a big part of this is how you fit with the team and the skill set that you bring um, and not necessarily uh, just one element. So I would say in many instances, when you look at character, competency, chemistry, like when you look at all those, people have a tendency to center around one more than the others and it hurts them. So. Um, actually it may be, you know, good to take that old, uh, framework and almost give them a score in each area Mm. to kind of find a somewhat objective way to look at this, but you're not going to know unless you ask those types of questions. That's why it's important not just to ask them competency-based questions or character-based questions. Um, you know, you're, you're going to see some of the chemistry regardless, but the big thing that you want to do is make sure that you're covering your bases there. Yeah. I mean, I think the other thing too is, is the culture of your church and how much that person, you know, you think is going to be able to fit into that culture and really get it and not, not have to be sold on, Hey, I agree with this philosophy or, or whatnot, but actually they are on the same page with you. Um, that's been a, it's been a hard thing to find, um, you know, in, in my, my history of just making sure everyone's on the same page right off the bat can be a tricky thing. That's why we talked about in a previous podcast, it's better to hire within your church than from outside your church. Um, you both, I think in both scenarios, we need to be taking the time to truly see if this person fits the culture and the philosophy and, and vision of where we want to go in the future, but also that they really understand who you are as a church. So teasing that out is really important. Yeah. I mean, you know, your, your typical questions of if you're hiring from outside, why are you leaving your current church is important. Why are you interested in this particular role at our church is super important. Um, and it can't just be cause I'm desperate. Um, so going back to that philosophy question, uh, you probably should ask, uh, what is your philosophy of ministry? And if you're interviewing a person for a student position, student ministry position, they should be able to articulate a student ministry philosophy with passion. 
uh, it, for students in particular with stories that demonstrate that philosophy and passion, or you want to drop them from the conversation. I mean, that's just, it, it is what it is, but, um, it's a very important thing to jive with, uh, to make sure that, you know, they're, they're leaving on either good terms. And if it wasn't, uh, good terms, you really need to ferret out why, um, cause there's always two sides to every story, of course. Um, and you want to be careful. You want to be respectful, uh, if, uh, of their confidentiality and things like that. But You've got to do your due diligence. I'm shocked at how many times people will call one reference. And I'm shocked oh, at how many people don't even call references sometimes. Um, uh, but they'll call one reference and be like, check, you know, I'm done. Uh, yep. So you've and got the reference to. reference was uh, their best friend. <laughs> be thorough. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, that's good. Are there, are there any areas, Todd, is worth thinking about interviewing people that you would say, hey, steer clear. Obviously, aside from the like, you can't ask certain questions illegally, but are there certain things that you're like, hey, just maybe maybe inappropriate for uh, an interview? I mean, there's some things that um, don't seem inappropriate for us that are from an HR perspective, like, you know, age, ethnicity, um, marital status and, you know, other things that they're, they're probably going to tell you without you asking them. Um, so if you're curious about those things, you can probably, uh, figure those things out fairly, fairly easily. I would say, um, handle as much of the typical questions in the, uh, the, the second stage of the interview process. And when you get them, uh, actually in the room, that's when you want to ask questions like, how do you like to be led? How would you spend your first 90 days in this role? How do you handle stress? I mean, you know, like you want to get to some things um, that are that are really important. I mean, honestly, you know, if I can slip in there uh, how, if they've got taken a personality assessment, uh, cause I'm just curious and wanted to know that, um, that's probably not something you should ask from a, um, legal standpoint and, and otherwise, but, um, yeah, I mean, those are, are some kind of things to steer clear of. I would say steer clear of easy answers in in-person interviews. You should have already taken care of those and you spent way much money, way too much money and time and they have spent too much time getting to you um, for you to waste time on easy Sunday school kind of answers. Um, this is they're ready for the for the real deal now. Um, yeah. And, you know, are you currently discipling anyone? When's yeah. the last time you did? What's their name? <laughs> what, <laughs> what did that look like? I mean, like yeah. I'm talking like legit stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, or in my instance, when I hired Dan, uh, I just, he asked me if I would be a reference maybe, I think, or something, uh, <laughs> or I don't know. It may have just been in the conversation. I'm trying to think who I hired when and how I know I hired at least one person that they were like, Hey, will you be my reference? And I'm like, I have a job for you because I know you. That's, that's really exactly well. what happened. I did email you about a reference and you're like, <laughs> well, let me talk to you. I can, but let me also talk to you about this. <laughs> but let me tell you. <laughs> And here I'm I am. Deal for you. 
So Todd, one, one other quick question before we end our time here today. How long do you think you should spend in an interview with somebody? If it's a more senior level, director level position in your church, like how long should an interview be? You know, obviously there's a sit down, but do you spend more time with that person over the course of, you know, half a day? Or is this a like, hey, this should be a 60 minute meeting and, and go from there? I, I think, um, I think the amount of time that you spend is in proportion to the gravity of the role within the organization. So if you're hiring an XP, man, you better spend a lot of time making sure that that's the right, the right, uh, person. So yeah, um, that's how, that's how I would answer that question. I, I would say again, you don't want this to be a crazy, long, drawn out process for multiple reasons. One, you are not the only church that they're talking to, probably. Um, and two, uh, you just don't need that emotionally and they don't need that emotionally. So be prepared to spend the same amount of time that you would um over the course of three months and, you know, spend that block off that same amount of time, uh, in a shorter, you know, in a month and say, okay, I'm going to, we're, we're going to try to bring this to a close, you know, this quickly, obviously with a, uh, a larger position in a larger organization, it's going to take more than a month. Um, but for most churches, that's about, you know, where, where we are. Awesome. No, that's helpful. All right. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining us today for the one uh, ministry question. Uh, so glad that you could join us. Do us a favor. Uh, go into wherever you get your podcasts and rate us. If you have questions for the podcast, please uh, write a comment and let us know. We'd love to answer your direct questions here. Um, and as always, thanks for joining us. We hope to see you soon.